podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Lewis Art for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fights. I forged Irish Stout delighted today to be joined with James Furin. We're in Dublin. It's uh, it's nice and, and rainy, but there's going to be there will be a storm on Friday night. Uh, the PFL back there uh, for a big championship event. Um, other than that, how's things been, mate? How are we feeling? Everything's good. We could not be um, more excited for this moment. It's been an incredible first season for the PFL in Europe and uh, Dublin is uh, an incredible home for our championship. So there's amazing energy in the hotel, amazing energy around our first event in Ireland. And um, yeah, we could not be more excited, to be honest. Absolutely. Before we before we do get into the fights, um, we do have to talk about the atmosphere. We were just talking off camera there about what it's like uh not even just not even just MMA, but boxing in general. Like the, there's no one gets behind their own like the Irish um, in sports. So for a first event, I bet you're excited for that atmosphere and what it's going to be like on Friday night. Yeah, the fighting Irish is um, a thing, right? And um, yeah. I said, I think for us, we wanted to respect with our first championship event in PFL Europe. We wanted to respect the the role Dublin and Ireland has played in the development and the growth of mixed martial arts across Europe and around the world over the last 10 years, right? So it made total sense. And obviously you see events like Katie Taylor uh, last week, which obviously, you know, is in the boxing ring, but, um, you know, it's the same principle. It was amazing to see what she managed to achieve. And then, as I say, going back, the atmospheres in the three arena, um, you know, over the last 10 years, whether it's MMA or boxing has been incredible. So, um, we can't wait to bring our own version of that, right? And I think if you look at our card and you look at the way we structure things, the way we do things at the PFL with every single fight meaning something, including two Irish lads going for $100,000 and a European title, um, it's going to be a wild night from start to finish. Absolutely. What are you really looking out for for this card on, on Friday night? I know we see, obviously, you're not one Nate Kelly, but you've got two Nate Kellys on there. Uh, Dominic Wooden's coming back from an injury. Um, Simeon Powell back out. Brett Johns. Um, you know, Tom Breeze as well. I can list off so many names, but, you know, how what are we expecting for uh, for Friday night? Well, look, I think that's that's the beauty of this. It's a celebration of, of European MMA, right? And it's the start of a new era in combat sports as well, because as I say, the way we do things with our season means, number one, the culmination of a long season for the likes of Simeon, Dakota, John Mitchell, Franz Malambo. These are these are four names going for life-changing money and a life-changing opportunity to become European champion and then potentially move up into world, world challenger contention, right? So I think first and foremost, this is the culmination of a long season and there are four big, big title fights on uh, on the card. So that's number one. But number two, I think the way we've got, you know, an amateur in young Nate Kelly, you know, starting off on his career, that's something that's pretty unique to the way PFL do things. You know, you you, you guys come from boxing. You know, we've been working with uh, Muhammad Ali's grand, grandson recently over at PFL in the US, and he's gone on an incredible journey as an amateur, you know, moving into his, his professional career, hope, hopefully soon. Um, so bringing that new type of energy into um, a, what is a, effectively a global platform with a, a young guy like Nate is also pretty unique. So we're pretty excited to see him really launch his career. Um, and then you've, you know, looking around the card, you've got a bit of everything and, and um, you know, someone like Nate Kelly, who, you know, is an eight and two eight fight win streak, young, you know, 24, 25 year old 
Irish athlete headlining uh, the three arena at a relatively early stage of his career. I mean, as an Irish fan, what more what more do you want to see? Right. You've got a lot there. Um, and and as you mentioned, there's some some really kind of top names from from Europe. So, um, you know, there isn't a top you know main event fight right at the top of the, the, the card in the traditional sense. But there is no weak moment on that yeah. on that card, which I think is really unique to what PFL bring. Absolutely. One person, one fight I did want to touch on, and he's definitely made a storm. I mean, people knew him before the PFL for what he'd done on the regional scene, but he's definitely made a storm uh, this year. So Lewis McGrillan, you know, he definitely, uh, definitely uh, sort of, and people have a lot of opinions on him. Um, and he's he's definitely in for a tough fight against Wesley Meyer uh, on, on Friday. So you're excited to sort of see him back out of the face of a guy who's uh, definitely going to come to win? I can't wait. I can't wait. Dan Hardy has, you know, been a stroke of genius putting that fight together. You know, it's a a real test for Lewis. Um, you know, Meyer's seen it all, but it's a a fight where no one's going to back down. So that is a highlight. Um, you know, and and Lewis has you know been producing highlight reels from the amateurs all the way through to the start of his professional career, and and you know he's competed multiple times this year for us. He is, um, or there is no doubt that he is you know, one of the very, very top rising stars in, in European MMA right now. And and he's got all the attributes that the, the PFL see to go on to be a, a world champion. As, you know, 2023 closes, draws to a close, um, how would you look at this year for the PFL and PFL Europe? Um, how would you sort of look at the progression it's had this year? Yeah, look, the, the, the vision that Don Davis, our chairman and, and founder, and, and Pete Murray, the CEO of PFL, the vision that they've had to, um, you know, create a brand new league in a very, very short period of time and become what is now effectively a co-leader in the sport, a global MMA powerhouse with the acquisition of Bellator. Um, it's incredible. And the last 24 months have been um, a really, really steep rise across the board. Whether you look at the success of the, the world championship that we had just uh, last week in the US and how that season and that that sports season format's really shining through um for the for the both the US and the global sports fan the TV ratings have been unbelievable and then the launch of these leagues around the world again you know our vision is to professionalize advance and grow this sport right organizing it more effectively so fans get more of what they want fighters get more of what they want right which is to fight regularly get paid well um and also be rewarded based on performance not based on the opinion of a, a promoter right so again you guys are you know at the heart of the boxing world but our vision is to to create something completely new and 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 innovative and um it's been a crazy ride the last the last few years especially and as i say testament to don and and pete and then obviously the athletes you know the athletes are at the core of everything everything we do and what i love about friday is that you've got 13 fights and every single athlete on that card gets to compete on a global platform and take their place in the PFL ecosystem in some shape or form. Every single fight matters. And I don't know any other promoter where they're putting fights on like that. Absolutely. And what, you know, when you look at 2024 now, in such an exciting time for the PFL, um, with what you've just previously mentioned there, it must be exciting that you know, you've got so much potential ahead. Um, we'll, we'll get into sort of all, all the other stuff in a minute, but when you look at 2024 pushing it as a brand and as you want to expand, with what you've done so much in 2023, it must be exciting what 2024 has in store. 
yeah definitely you know the 20 2024 you know we'll be launching the 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 league in the middle east uh we'll also be launching uh PFL pay-per-view super fights and obviously there's some big names that yeah. have already been signed and I can tell you there's some big names that uh, the team are working on um making happen as well right so watch this space um you know Don and Pete have been very open about the the fact that uh, Francis Ngannou will fight in the PFL smart cage yeah. in 2024 yeah. so uh and and you know Jake Scott uh, a mission he's on a mission with his boxing right now but um you know we 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 built a a smart cage in his uh, facility uh, not very long ago. And he's uh, he's training hard and getting ready for that. So again, I think really the vision is to make sure that we're playing our role regionally. We're going to yeah. be playing our role globally with world titles. And then we're also going to be having the very, very best in combat sports competing in the PFL pay-per-view super fight division and you know we jake and france is no secret but we've also signed savannah marshall clarissa shields um and as i say i think you can see the direction of travel 2024 will be even bigger and there's there's going to be some even bigger stars involved so it, it feels right to sort of touch on on the big stars you've mentioned there um especially this year, you know so obviously clarissa shields has competed in, in pfl before but we've seen we do see the sign of savannah marshall um i will sort of just touch on that firstly They've had one fight in the amateurs. They've had one fight in the pros. Does it feel right that, you know, the third fight will then be in sort of the, the smart cage in MMA? Uh, look, I think that's definitely the fight to make down the line. But Savannah's, you know, training with Tom Aspinall and his team at Team Renegade down in Birmingham or up in Birmingham. Um, and those guys are, are embracing Savannah. She's going on that journey and uh, she's she's excited about the idea of going after a world title in mixed martial arts. Um, so, you know, she's getting at it and, and Clarissa has, has obviously been training, I think for uh, a couple of years more, but, um, they're on a collision course to compete in the PFL smart cage. I I'd imagine, um, that, that they'll both compete in the, in the, in the smart cage at least once or twice before they, they meet, but that moment will be a big one. Also another sort of crossover fight I, I did want to ask about. Um, Ngannou's making big waves in boxing as well, but obviously we do know his roots are in MMA. Um, we did see a video of Deontay Wilder sort of trying on the gloves, looking at sort of the PFL gloves. Um, how sort of massive do you feel like that could be as a fight uh, in MMA, seeing Wilder, who's obviously we know a hardy hits, and imagine that in four ounces. Yeah, four ounce gloves with those two in a smart cage. I, that would just be uh, something out of another world, right? So yeah, if if that's possible to make happen, I'm sure you know Pete and Dom will will do everything uh, you know to to make it happen for the fans and and for those two guys who I think um, again are, are two unique individuals that um, are looking to leave real legacy in combat and um, they've achieved so much in their respective sports. It would just be an unbelievable thing to bring those two together, as you say, in four ounce gloves in a cage. It would have to be hybrid rules, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that definitely that definitely be something interesting for sure. Um, when when you see the signings of Amanda Serrano, um, Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields, um, Jake Paul as well, um, we usually do see you know MMA fighters transitioning transition into boxing. Conor McGregor, for an example, and Garnu, another example. What do you feel like is the law for boxers wanting to go to MMA and try something different there? Uh, look, it's 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 true to say that uh, very or less have done it that way. But I think as the sport evolves, as you you know you get 
uh, more of a professional uh, environment. You've got unbelievable gyms, right? You, the, these athletes are unbelievable athletes in boxing and MMA. And actually, the skills are really transferable. It's just, you know, if you listen to Dan Hardy, he'll tell you that it does take time with certain aspects and disciplines of um, mixed martial arts like jiu-jitsu and, and, and others. But, um, you know, you, you, you take a look at Savannah. Savannah's taking it like a duck to water, right? She's, she's loving every second of it. She's training hard in every single aspect of mixed martial arts. And um, it's not taking long, I can tell you that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we'll talk. I was mentioning previously about business side of the PFL. Um, sort of, it weren't sort of the world's worst kept secret in a way with the PFL being interested in buying Bellator. That was there was the acquisition a couple of weeks ago now, a week ago now. Um, how massive do you feel like this acquisition is for MMA for the PFL to buy Bellator? And you know, talking about the further expansion, how would you, how big do you think that could be? Look, I think for for the PFL, um, it wasn't first and foremost it's a massive moment right like it really is it's it's great for everybody the fans the fighters it's new energy it's new investment um it wasn't something that the pfl needed to do in order to become successful we already are we will be even more successful as time goes on with with all of the the, the things we're doing and the investments that um we make however i think it does accelerate that growth right and it's no secret that Bellator have an unbelievable roster of talent, especially at the very top in terms of their world champions and, you know, the athletes that are in world title contention. And, um, you know, that's something that was going to be important for the PFL to be investing in anyway. So, um, you know, Don and Pete, you know, saw the opportunity and, and, and took it. And this is great for everyone because the PFL is going to, you know, become or is already the, the co-leader in the sport. Right. And with Bellator, there is no doubt about that. And with Bellator it and PFL coming together, it's a, it's a true powerhouse. So uh, we can't wait. We can't wait to, to make an announcement on that uh, very soon for 2024 in terms of Bellator. Um, but it's going to have real purpose. It's going to have more meaning. And we're going to, you know, breathe new life and reimagine the, 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 the product, which ultimately will sit and complement everything we do on the PFL side with our unique format. And you look at the European fighters that Bellator have as well. Um, it must be exciting to potentially bring them over to the, to, to, towards uh, sort of PFL as well when you see sure, what they've done. Yeah, like Ray Sefo, our, our president of fighter operations and and Dan Hardy and and that, that whole team are, are, are an unbelievable team. You know, they, they, they put together such strong cards and, and now they have more assets to work with. And I think especially in Europe, you know, you've got you've got some unbelievable talent there that that again are either you know champions or uh, in title contention. So I think for for the European fan, it's particularly exciting, and I think you'll 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 hear very soon that we'll be uh, we'll be bringing uh, bringing bringing events to Europe for next year. Absolutely, you mentioned there about being the co-leaders in MMA. Um, these comments did get alluded. These comments got brought up to uh, Dana White, who's obviously the president of the UFC. Um, you know, he didn't really mince his words on what he thought. Um, I'm sure you sort of saw what he said. Um, what I mean, what did you sort of make of those comments that he came out of? And what did you sort of make out of what he said? Look, I think competition is important in anything you do in business and life, right? And it, it's what keeps um, sports or businesses advancing and growing. And 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 you know, really, that's all. I'd have to say on that, right? It, competition is good for for everyone. It improves the products, um, and it's exciting for the fans. But but when you look at it, is it important? Do you sort of 
when everyone ever, everyone looks at MMA, they'd always look at the UFC. But do you feel like in a way that you know, we don't want to be compared to the UFC? We know we, we want to grow our own brand and uh, be as big as you know. Doesn't matter what the UFC do. We want to focus on ourselves. Yeah, I think I think again, I always would fall back to Don and Pete's vision to to reimagine and grow this sport, right? And again, they they never intended the PFL to be a copycat product of yeah. the UFC or Bellator or even boxing, right? Uh, they they all follow the same format. In our world, uh, you put, you put multiple fighters in a weight division, yeah. they compete multiple times, and they sort it out between themselves, right? So yeah, yeah. Again, it, it, it's it's a different concept. It's a different format. And the PFL prioritizes true sports values and meritocracy. And that's really, really important when you think about sport. Why is it that the EPL, the NBA, the NFL, uh, the, the the rugby premiership, they all follow a similar format? Why does that not apply to combat is my question. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because it- we're, we're answering it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I suppose it is, it is interesting what you say, because also what else you were saying there was um, Tom Aspinall was on TalkSport and he sort of mentioned, he talked about, obviously in my world, in the boxing world, about the business. And he sort of spoke about, you know, you've got eight fights or 10 fights, and you know, most of the card, you do know who all the winners are. Um, and I suppose with what you're saying there, what, so when you look at that and you look at the model that potentially um, how MMA is different to to boxing in the sense where MMA, you sort of, there are a lot of the fights are all pick and fights. You might have a favorite, but you sort of, is that, do you, do you look at the sort of business, business, the business model of boxing and see how it can prove where we want to do, we, we do want to see more and more 50-50 fights on the cards. 100%. And as I said earlier, this is the start of a new era in combat, not just MMA, right? Because I think it's really, really important to the fan as well to, to really start to um, have the opportunity to, you know, believe what they're getting served up is true, right? And, you know, there's 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 been problems in boxing there has been for a long time and um, ultimately, that comes down to how you organize and structure the sport, right? And um, I think that's why, you know, now our, our format is really starting to shine through. You, you know, we've got data that we have more, um, you know, cricket and rugby fans coming in and watching PFL on the, on the, on a platform than they would go and watch UFC. Why is that? It's because the way we market and promote our product is the same way in the same language with the same tone as you would normally get served up. Chelsea yeah. play West Ham tomorrow, right? But next week they go away too. So you know, you always know what's coming yeah. next, right? That's how you become invested. That's how you become passionate about a sport. And don't get me wrong, we all love the big boxing fights. But um, you know, I'll be honest, as a as a boxing fan, I've grown a little bit tired of, you know, these long, hard, drawn out cards that don't make any sense to me. Yeah, do you, and do you feel like where we have the rise of MMA and we see the rise of, of the competition? You know, you'll go to a PFL card and you might not always know who the winner is, and you see MMA, you might not always know who the winner is. Fans are sick. Do you feel like fans are, when they see that model, they're sick of sort of they're sick of the boxing model in a way because of because of what we mentioned there. The fans are end up getting impatient, which then forces guys like Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren to sort of start making more and more 50-50 fights. Look, as a fan, all I want is for the big fights to get made. As a as a boxing fan, I don't think they they generally do. Yeah. On occasion, they do. In my world, with 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 MMA and and the PFL, um, at least in the PFL, you know that on, on the whole, we as the promoter take that control out of our hands and we put it in the hands of the athlete. So those athletes are on a collision course 
and the, the cream rises to the top. And that's what you have on Friday. Yeah. You have real purpose, real meaning to every single fight. And if you're not fighting in one of those title fights, you're fighting to get into the season next year, either in Europe, either in the in the global million dollar season, um, or you're fighting for a contract like young Nate Kelly. And that, I think, is what's most exciting. And when those fans in that packed three arena come and feel that and 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 understand that and buy into that storytelling, um, you know, they'll, they'll quickly become a, a true PFL fan very, very soon. Absolutely. Just as we close this off, I'm, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here. Um, as we push towards 2024, if there's one maybe guy in the PFL Europe roster that people that as you really think is going to make a breakout near breakout year next year, who do you believe that that can be? It's it's tough because there are so many great young athletes on the PFL roster. Dan Hardy, our our you know head of fighter operations for Europe, is he's got such an expert eye and. Um, Next year's roster, which will be announced very soon, is incredibly strong. But I would have to say young Lewis McGrillen. Yeah. Because he he's he's a highlight reel from the amateurs through to the pros. Um, you know, he's been tested a couple of times now and and you know, he's shone through and and on on Friday he has what is the ultimate test in his career so far, fighting um Maya. And um neither of those guys are gonna back down. So I would strongly recommend uh your your audience uh tune in for that fight because as far as young um aggressive mixed martial artists who have all the potential in the world to go to to world level and beyond on our roster i'd probably say it's young lewis absolutely james thank you for taking time to speak to me really appreciate catching up with you and definitely catch up soon mate all the best for friday take care man man. thank you Podcast Network.